really going on with David DeCastro and what does it mean for the Steelers' most important, presumably most vulnerable position. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. News broke over the weekend that the Steelers had Trey Turner in town for a visit. Turner's a five-time Pro Bowl selection at guard, and he's a free agent, having been a cap casualty with the Chargers due to make $11.3 million this year. The guy's a good player. Not always available. He's had some health issues, but he's 28 years old, so he's not up there in age. And by every account, he's still capable of performing at a high level. Why was he here is the better question. Because if you double that with DeCastro being in civvies for the first minicamp session last Tuesday and then not visible at all, at least to us reporters, for the next two and final days of minicamp, it's easy to start doing some... uh, hypothetical or maybe not hypothetical math and say they're looking possibly for Dave's replacement. Now, on one hand, guys like Turner come in and out of the South Water Street offices on a regular basis. The Steelers will do their homework on guys. They'll check on their health. And then they'll most often just send them along their way. It's rare, but it does happen that someone stays put, signs a contract, and they take that obligatory photo with a pen and paper and everything else, and it's like, wow, it's like magic. He just showed up and signed. It's not that simple. They have a pretty good idea of who they want and who they don't want. And in a case like Turner, they want to make sure that the guy is healthy first and foremost, and then... You know, what the need is. Because, as I've been telling you here for months now, to the consternation of some, because I'm hearing from a lot of listeners who are coming back at me like, what what is this as you're talking about? What's this information? What is this thing about Dave? And I keep telling you again and again that I don't know for certain that he's going to play in 2021. And... What I've been telling you doesn't sound quite as crazy as it might have the first time I brought it up back in February. Dave's banged up. Dave just went through a training camp in a season in which he was nowhere close to 100%. A chest injury and a knee injury, both of them, affected him throughout And there does come a point where, you know, you get a little tired of that. And maybe on top of that, you get a a little embarrassed because you're out on the field and you know you're not performing up to your own expectations, let alone your teams. And it can drag you down. 
you get tired of the pain management. You get tired of having to answer others' questions, including internally, including your own. This is kind of what happened to Marquise Pouncey. He, he had an ankle that he's had surgically repaired at least five times, to our knowledge. And that thing never stopped hurting him. You could see it after the games, the way it was taped up and how gingerly he'd removed that tape. He, he felt it. Every practice, every game. People wonder why he was given Wednesdays off, because he's special, he's a veteran. No, he hurt. He physically hurt. And there does come a point where it's just, it's not worth it. You don't feel it. The pain starts out doing everything else. Maybe that's it with Dave. Maybe it's that, you know, he had a certain group of guys that he was with for a long time. Pounce, Alejandro Villanueva, Ramon Foster, Marcus Gilbert. Uh, these guys were there with him forever. They were his brothers and everything else. Now all of a sudden they're all gone. All of them. And he's going to be looked at as, you know, the guy who's supposed to lead the group, the veteran of the of the cause. And, and Dave's not that guy. Dave's He's really, really well-spoken, but that doesn't mean he's outspoken in that setting. From everything that I'd ever heard, Dave is much more of a follower than he is a leader. So he's not going to be comfortable with that either. So what was he doing there on the sideline last Tuesday at minicamp? I don't know. I mean, he was, you know, conversing with some people. I saw him at one point, you know, spending a, a good amount of time talking with Matt Canada, the newly promoted offensive coordinator, of course, with Ben Roethlisberger and others that he knows well. Then he was gone after that. Why was he there in the first place? How do the Steelers navigate this? Do they even have to navigate this? If he comes back, you have all kinds of question marks. Not least of which is how he's going to perform. But there's also his cap hit. I don't know how many people realize this, but he's a $14.2 million cap hit this year. That's pretty much what Ben's getting. Did you know that? Uh, so I, I can't picture Dave just getting up and walking away from that because that's what retirement is. You know, you're walking away from all that money. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who... Need assistance with workers' comp who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers. That's a capital S and a capital L for over 15 years. Super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in our Commonwealth. You can learn more about them at lgkg.com or call 888-842-5454. There isn't an easy solution to be had here. And I don't even know that there's an optimal solution. 
you can say, well, listen, if DeCastro retires, the Steelers can use some of the cap savings. It's not the full 14.2, but it is like nine, and go out and address their needs at backup safety and their needs at edge rusher. And, well, now you'd have a new need at right guard. But that's not going to happen. I, I just don't see him walking away from that amount of cash, guaranteed cash, based on what I know about him. I mean that in a, in a good way, in a respectful way. So what do you do if you're the Steelers? Well, you kind of do what you did with Turner. You bring him in. You start kicking the tires. You start... Uh, letting it be known around the league that you had a guard in for a visit. Well, then other guards get that memo and their agents. And they start knocking on the door. And they start making their availability known. And their willingness to come and play for you. And maybe the market works itself out so that you can bring in somebody at a price that can be handled under what remain very, very tight cap constraints on Kevin Colbert. But then what? Then what? We've been talking about this offensive line now an awful lot, and there's a reason for that. I believe, just me here, that this season is going to be made or broken right there. We can talk about Najee Harris and everything else. It doesn't matter if he's not getting holes. We can talk about Ben Roethlisberger being Ben again and these receivers coming through. It doesn't matter if he's not getting the time. This is all going to swing based on how this line performs. And whether you liked or hated Dave's performance in 2020, and I didn't like it at all, Dave is still going to be better than any outside option that you bring in, including a Turner. Because he knows what he's doing with this group. There's a trust involved. But you gotta you gotta make sure he's all there. Like I've been saying for a while now, you gotta make sure he's all the way in. Maybe the best way to solve this is to talk to Dave about some kind of restructuring or even an extension. Uh, whatever it takes to work that cap hit down, tell him he's got another month and whatever else he needs to try to get right. Latrobe doesn't start till the fourth week of July. Make it known that you're not going to punish him. Uh, by that I mean having him go through all the usual physical drills in camp and in the preseason and everything else. You trust him. You Trust him to manage his body properly and to be as ready as possible for the real first game in Buffalo. And go from there. But, man, the last thing you need right now with this offensive line is yet another variable. Because that's all you've got on that line right now from left to right is variable after variable. And at some point, you've got to settle things down. When we come back, just one question.
just one question, and today's comes from James Harris Stare, which is one of the better nicknames for commenting community at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, if you've never been a member of our site, you're missing out on what has to be, and I'm biased here, but has to be the best community of Pittsburgh sports fans anywhere. And by that, I'm talking about fans of Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, the college teams, and everything. Uh, just a, It's a great, great place to be, including during games and everything else. Can't recommend it strongly enough. But yet again, I am kind of biased when it comes to DK Pittsburgh sports. James Harrison Stare asks, here's a question, DK. How would you compare Najee Harris to Le'Veon Bell when he first entered the league in terms of running style, abilities, expectations, etc. Well, I'm glad you qualified it because obviously Najee has yet to take a snap in anger. But from there, I, I actually feel like after OTAs and minicamp, I can give you an answer, whereas two weeks ago I would have just went, nah, you know, I have no idea. Uh, Najee has amazingly fast feet. We see that in the drills, not just the, the, the football type drills, but the off the field drills, the little uh, dancing over the curbs, little obstacles left and right. It, he's capable of navigating these things like they're, they're nothing. And you look at the other running backs, even the, the faster ones like Anthony McFarland, and you can see that they're concentrating, they're focusing. And Hachi's just like, he just rolled out of the womb able to do all this stuff. And at the same time, if there's a parallel between him and Lev, it's that he has that stand-up approach to when he gets to the offensive line. And you know what I'm talking about, where Lev stays upright like Eddie George style to go way back. He stays upright as he gets to the line. He doesn't put his head down. He doesn't look to you know barrel anybody over. He's seeing things. He's seeing the field the way Lev would survey it. Now, the difference is Lev would wait and wait and wait. And if you remember when he first got to Pittsburgh, that would drive some people crazy. What's he waiting for? Hit the hole. Hit the hole the way they teach you in Pop Warner. Well, eventually everybody, including the offensive line, figured out that there's a certain way to block for Lev where you're basically just sealing instead of knocking people backward, and you're holding onto that block longer than you would for uh, D'Angelo Williams, who was more of a slashing guy who attacked the hole right away. And they figured that out. With Najee, it's going to take something of an adjustment as well, but I don't think as much because even though he gets up there upright, pew, he finds it and goes. Okay? Uh he knows which hole he's supposed to hit, but he still gets there upright, looks wherever his options might be, and then just goes. And when he goes, it's like this combination of diagonal and straightforward that's hard for me to put into words, but you're going to see it with your own eyes. And you'll be able to appreciate a lot more what I'm talking about here. The other similarities, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up at wide receiver. Um, there's not a whole lot 
when you see this kid that you think to yourself, oh, man, now that's that's going to be a rough part of his game. That's going to be something he needs to work on. It's just not, it's just not something that crosses your mind. He's that talented. Uh, I keep trying, have you noticed, to not build him up, to not pump him up too much, and I just keep failing, don't I? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will do another one tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you.